0: is Bumper to Bumper, the car show. Drive in anxious and cruise out confident with the best automotive info for your vehicle. And now your host, Matt Allen.
1: Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy, here with you every single Saturday at 11 to help you navigate owning your car and whatever that ownership uh, navigation is, whether it's a repair, some maintenance, maybe a breakdown, maybe you had a wreck. You want to check, maybe? (laughs) Who knows? But we can help you guide through that, whatever it is, you know, recalls. There's all kinds of stuff happening in the automotive world, and the weather's changing. Things are getting hot. Things are heating up. So 602-277-5827. It's 602 277 5827, that's how you give us a call. Don't be shy. And I really don't have a topic today, so maybe I'll take a call early, and that could be the topic. I don't know. There's a lot going on. I mean, I was in the shop working quite a bit this week. We had a, a lot going on, uh, some training. My guys did training last Saturday all day, eight hours, and then we had uh two hour two nights this past week, Thursday and Tuesday. to 9.30 at the shop. And then we even had the instructors in the shop all day Wednesday working with the technicians on some of the latest and greatest uh, uh, advancements with technology, you know, using a lab scope. We had some stuff hooked up to these cars, and you'd think you were in a medical building with an EKG on your car, and you got things blipping and screens with all these wiggly lines and blipping and going on. So a lot of a lot of technology in today's cars. So that's uh, one thing that that we could talk about. I mean, we're seeing, you know, now uh, w- what we talked about or what a lot of the training was was network communications. And you know, people don't realize it. You take a late model car, and it and it doesn't have to be a high end BMW or Mercedes. It can be your your Hyundai, a Kia, or your Honda. There's you know four, six, eight, twelve, thirteen, sixteen different modules. In these cars sometimes. And um, so now what we're, what they're doing that the manufacturers are doing, he, he, could you imagine the size of the wiring harness that you would have to have to, to carry all that um, information and electricity and signals to various parts of the car? So now what we're seeing on cars is they've got a left front door module or a right front door module. They've got a front SAM, a front computer, a rear computer. And those are all connected with either fiber optic cables. Uh, They could be connected with just a two-pair, a single-pair, twisted-pair wiring that is a network. It's called CAN or CAN bus. Puts out signal and sends out these data packs, ones and zeros, uh, to the the different modules. So, for example, you'll have a car that will have a left front door computer or door module and it's only got four wires going to it or now we're using CAT6. You know, the same cable you plug into the back of your computer is what we're using in the cars now and all of those signal wires are going across just those, you know, six or eight different uh Wires or three or four pair of wire, I should say. And then there's a module in the door that's controlling the speaker, the locks, the window, the mirror. Everything that's working in that door has its own computer, which is getting commands from another computer, which is then getting its commands from the switch or the button on the steering wheel or your door. You know, for example, your door switch the the master switch might be in the driver's door but then that computer in the driver's door when you go to roll down the rear window it's got to send a signal through the bus or through the communications network just like you picture your office at work we're standing here in the radio station there's computers everywhere there's a huge room with all these network computers and mainframes if you will Same things happen in your car, just on a smaller version. So you go to roll down that right rear window. Well, what's happening? The computer in the left front door is saying, hey, we just got a signal from the switch. We need to open the right rear window. So the computer has to process that, send it through a network, back to the rear module, which then gets that signal and says, hey, the left front window is telling us to roll down the right rear window, guys. This is the computer talking. You know, they, they do that really quietly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so then it rolls down the window. And, uh, well, at least you think it does, unless there's some communication problems so we 've got to learn how to to read those communications and make sure those signals are are working and in all these different modules it 's really really complex communications and it 's not just twenty twenty two cars we're we 're looking at 2017s and eighteens This stuff is finally starting to to come in and be and be broken now or having problems and uh, you know we see a lot of these problems are caused by batteries, for example you know you might save a few bucks on a battery. But if you don't get it put in right or it's not a sealed battery, not the proper battery for the car, it's going to maybe leak some acid out of it or ventilate acid cause corrosion, cause bad connections. Uh, maybe somebody was working on the car. Car's getting a little more mature. We had one not too long ago. Another another shop had worked on it and did a head gasket. And they got to move wiring harnesses out of the way. And some guys like to take shortcuts, and they tug on these harnesses and stretch them. Well, two months later, the car's stalling every time you turn left and rotate the wheel. It shuts off, and it hiccups, and... Well, somebody didn't put things back the way they were supposed to be, and lo and behold, a little wire chafed on the steering wheel. So every time you just make that left-hand turn, boom, it to hang up that wire, cause the car to stall or act up, start right back up. Good luck finding that one, you know. And people want free diagnosis; doesn't really work like that. Gary's yeah, raising the, his yeah, hand over. Yeah, your, it's not like, the
0: issue. It's it's the finding the problem. It's not the, the issue. Is one thing. It's just trying to.
1: To figure out where it is well yeah i mean and, and it's in diagnosing a car i mean i love using the medical analogies my wife is a physician and wait there's so many similarities in the two but you know uh people want to know well if you do though if i do the work is the diagnosis free well not necessarily because you know i tell people sometimes it might be six hundred dollars to find a bad connection that we take and we clean up in the process um it might take six hundred dollars to find out you need a two thousand dollar module. It might take real quick. It might take one hundred fifty bucks of time or two hundred dollars of the time, and you need a two thousand dollar module. Perhaps it's it's very hard to say exactly what we're going to find. You you just you just don't know. So you know it's like going to again going to the doctor. You you have an injury or your legs hurt or something like that. Well, you need an X ray. So that's one thing. Okay, here's the picture and here's what's wrong. Now we've got to fix that, and that holds, you know, yank it on your leg or your arm, getting it back into place, you know, resetting it, and then you've got to put a cast on. So those are the same steps with auto repair. We've got to find the problem, then we've got to fix it, set it, and then we've got to test drive it and confirm it to make sure that the repair is good. And, and that's, that's a whole process. And if sometimes we don't see it in the x-ray, we got to get some blood work done. So so many different, uh, different analogies and scenarios when it comes to diagnosis. So we can talk about diagnosis, testing your car, why it's important to actually pay for that diagnosis or those inspections. Uh, let's talk about that training. Uh, Do you want free inspections? You want to pay for them. And then we're starting to see the tires on the side of the street. We've had a reprieve from heat. The 100 degrees is finally here. So we can talk about some tips to make sure when you do have a flat, if unfortunately you do, you can get off the side of the road safely. So listen to Bumper to Bumper Radio, 602-277-5827. We'll be right back
0: relationships matter people do business with people they know and trust in these crazy times it's even more important that you can count on folks you know and can depend on to do your automotive repair maintenance the right way someone who has a proven track record and stands behind their work people that will work with you to make sure your vehicles are going to remain on the road safely and efficiently for you and your family or business no mysteries just honest professional care we're accurate automotive friends serving friends since 1994 check us out at accurateautomotiveaz.com
2: if your garage has become a breeding ground for bugs and pests, it's time to call A1 Garage Door Service. Hi, Tommy Mello here. Replacing the bottom rubber on your garage door can have a huge impact on the number of bugs you see in your garage and in your home. As the weather starts to warm up, keep those creepy crawlers outside by calling A1 Garage a Service today. Cracked or worn out bottom rubbers and seals expose your garage door to bugs and other pests. A1 Garage Door Service can replace old bottom rubber and seals in no time. And don't forget about all the moving parts of a garage door system. Wheels get old, cables fray, grease runs out, and tracks move, putting excessive wear and tear on your garage door system. Call today for our $129.99 tune-up special that includes a new bottom rubber. And remember, the garage door is the smile of your home. So don't wait. Call A1 Garage Door Service and you'll be smiling today.
3: A1 Garage.
4: Hey guys, Champ here with Champs Family Automotive. Been serving the Valley for over 15 years, treating customers like family. Integrity, fair pricing, and trust. That's what you should have in your automotive repair facility. We understand that if you treat customers like family, they continue to return to you. Whether you have a domestic, import, or diesel, we have state-of-the-art technology, technicians, and tools to take care of your needs. Award-winning facilities in good year and surprise. Check us out at champsfamilyautomotive.com. That's Champs Family Automotive. Dot com.
1: Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, and boy, we must have struck a chord. Got a bunch of calls lit up here and got room for some more in a minute. We've got Steve... channel where we got Mike and Phoenix and Don and Gilbert and uh, we got open text lines at 411-923 and probably some room for a couple more calls. at 602-277-5827. Talk about anything you want to talk about today. Talked about some diagnostics and training and the, the technology in the cars and what's happening and, you know, should you pay for diagnosis or if it's free, who gets paid? I mean, everybody wants to go to work and get paid, don't they? But who pays for it if it's free? How's the technician get get compensated for his skill and time? We can talk about all that stuff. But first, we're going to go with uh, Steve and Chandler. We'll see if we can solve some problems here. Steve and Chandler, 2016 Ford Edge. How can we help you, Steve?
5: Yeah, hey, um, I just bought this car about a month ago, and it, um, the owner's manual calls out for an um, upgraded stereo system with the flat panel and the integrated map. I wanted to get mine upgraded to that upgrade, and I was wondering if you had a shop that kind of deals with that te- like, that technology. Um.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'd go to the bumper-to-bumper radio shop in your neighborhood in Chandler if you don't if you don't have one. Um, I'm not. Are you talking about a um, when you talk about an upgrade? Are you talking about you want to go something aftermarket, or you want to go install the higher level up? ford factory stereo that come with a came with a higher trim level model what is it exactly that you were trying to do
5: yeah i was going to um try and get the factory model mm-hmm. of the same thing that the manual calls out for where it has the built-in climate control everything's all on touch panel ah okay mine is, and, and mine is like the four inch six inch display that i have right now it's not touch screen and it's not integrated
1: and how do you control your air conditioning in that car? Is there levers that slide, or is it digital, or how does that work? There's just buttons um, at the below the radio station, the console. Uh huh. And then the updated version has the um, it integrates a different type of uh, air conditioning control in it. Is that fair to say?
5: I believe, if I remember correctly, and I saw in the manual, it looks like you have map integration, climate control. And the various audio uh, changes
1: that you can program. Uh huh. Well, that's a tough one. You know, I I, I don't know. I w- I would check with your you know find a, sh- a shop in your neighborhood um, that you could ask because I've got to tell you I, I'm not so sure that you can you know if it's a. You know, the Ford calls that an SEL and I I don't know what the higher up trim level was. Let's just call it an SEL platinum, for example. Now, I don't know that you can that those are necessarily just plug and play. There's different modules and there's different programming. And if that integrates things um differently, it may you may not be able to necessarily upgrade it. It may not be upgradable. We just I'm not really familiar with that, to be quite honest with you. It could be something that's plug and play. Uh, Maybe the good place to start would be your local Ford dealer. Go in and visit them because it'd be something that you would want to do in person probably. You're going to have to go in, have the VIN number ready for your car. That's your vehicle ID number. Just grab your registration or your insurance and have that with you. And they're going to be able to look up what exactly, how that car was programmed from the factory, what the settings were, and if an upgrade is available. It might be, you know, like in their aftermarket division, if you will, to, to upgrade. But I'm not just so sure you can just go plug in a higher trim level. You may have to, I mean, that's totally different programming of the body control modules and different things that can control that. And if it didn't come with that from the factory, it just may not be able to be done because when we program those modules, we have to get the code or go into Ford system and we have a subscription. We put in the VIN number and we get all the programming data from your car. Well, if your car wasn't programmed to have that stuff in the first place, it's not the data's not going to be available. You can't go put in a different car's VIN number. So, you know, I'm just not sure. So Steve, just I would start with the Ford dealership with your VIN number and see what you can come up with there. I hope that hope that helps you. Or you may just go aftermarket. Potentially, there's some nice aftermarket stuff, and I like Creative Car Stereo around 28th Street and Thomas Road. I know you're in Chandler. There's there's other places too. I but I'd definitely do some shopping on that and check around. And I'd spend more time gathering information and shopping than I would be pulling the trigger. Um, don't let the first shiny new one grab your attention like a puppy. So, uh, Mike in Phoenix, 2003 Ford F250 diesel. I hope I got my yeah. diesel skills today. <laughs> what's going on, Mike? How's it going, guys? Not too shy. Um, I'm having some massive oil consumption, about a, a gallon, a 100 miles. Oh, my God. And I, I'm reading online it may
5: be broken injector O-ring and wondering where you guys might start.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it could be a number of different things. We've got to find out which cylinder that oil is going into. Yeah, it could be... Um, injector o-ring, you might be losing pressure, and so that same cylinder could potentially have a a, a misfire on it if the car's running rough, if, it's, if the fuel injector is not getting the right hydraulic pressure to it, um... It could be a crankcase ventilation ordeal. I, you know, I just don't know. I haven't run across that. You know, my shops are downtown, and we don't have a lot of people driving F-250s into, into central Phoenix, especially over at, yeah. over at the import shop. We work on mostly uh, TDIs and Mercedes diesels and stuff like that. But, you know, right. Kurt's, Kurt's Auto Repair, 22nd uh, Street, 23rd Street, and Bell Road in that area, uh, There yeah. are a Bosch Diesel Service Center. And they those guys drive diesel trucks, and uh they 're enthusiasts with diesel, so that 's a place that i 'd probably reach out to if you 're looking to
5: yeah i 've uh, dealt with them before I like them, so yeah they 'll probably see if they can do a diagnostic and pinpoint it
1: oh, yeah, for sure, they can handle it for you yeah a gallon of oil man that's uh, that 's like the Valdez cruising down the road so yeah exactly
4: <laughs> and, and that's a t- and, uh, and, and the the fuel filter housing is all black, so I think it 's seating back to the fuel system from the Ooh. high pressure. Yeah.
1: Tank top. Yeah. You better get that one and get it checked out. I'd I'd like to know yeah. what it is when you're done if you can follow up with us or I'll check with uh with Kurt one of these days. But yeah, Kurt's auto repair over at 20, 23rd Avenue and Bell Road. If you're looking for a diesel shop in the North Valley, they they do a fantastic job. So thanks for the call, Mike. Let's see, we got some open lines. Six oh two. 277-5827, and I'm dying for a text message here, maybe. Let's go uh, with Don and Gilbert, 1998 Mercedes SLK. I think that's a little Sport Coupe convertible, right, Don?
5: Uh, top convertible, yes. Yep.
1: Nice. How are we doing today? What can we help you with?
5: Yeah, I've got an issue with the turn signals. Uh, sometimes just uh, uh, erratically, they will, they will uh, freeze up. They'll, they'll illuminate, but they'll freeze up. And uh, it might happen for a day, sometimes. Sometimes it happens for several weeks. I check the fuse. That fuse seems to be getting a good connection. It's a good fuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's secure in there. Uh, I'm not sure what to do about it.
1: Now, when you say it freezes up, is it safe to say that you turn the turn signal on and the light on the dash, your green arrow lights up, uh, and everything that just doesn't flash, right?
5: Lights up and just doesn't blink, doesn't <laughs> flash, correct.
1: And when that's happening, is it both the left side and the right side? Both sides. Okay. How about your hazards? Do you ever try the hazard lights when that's happening? Uh, I did not. Okay. You know, some of those cars, again, I, I don't have them memorized, but if it's, if what I would do, I think the test to do is turn on your hazard lights and go walk around the car and make sure that all the lights. Are flashing that are supposed to be the lights that flash when the hazards on are typically the exact same lights that are going to light when you have your turn signals. So let's go make sure all the bulbs are working, and and, and uh, make sure the hazards are working. Sometimes there's a separate flasher. You know, American cars used to have a flasher for the right side, then maybe a flasher for the left side that that also worked the hazards. Some of those, the flashers built in on the European cars. It's built into the little triangle hazard switch, the flasher is. Or yes. nowadays, there's not really even a flasher. It's a computer. It's a body control module. Our Mercedes calls it a front SAM, an integrated module. So, yes. again, we want to start with the lights first. And then if it if your left turn's not working, get out and see if the lights are all still working. You could have a shorted-out bulb. We could have a control module that's bad. It could be a number of different things. It's just going to be something where, where somebody needs to get in there. You need to catch it in the act. And then, you know, you might be able to manipulate or kind of play with the turn signal lever. But it appears that that's working okay because you get a reaction from it, meaning you turn the left turn signal on. That completes the circuit and goes and turns on all the lights. It just doesn't flash. So very well. well,
5: They do illuminate, just don't flash, correct?
1: Yeah, so it very well (laughs) could just be a a flasher. And I don't know where it is on that car. You might find it. You know, 98, they might have put that information in the owner's manual. You know, okay. I, I see some memes going around. They say, you know, in 1975, they used to teach, you owner's know, the owner's manager taught you how to uh, adjust valves and, and make certain repairs in the car. And now the technology is so advanced and people have gone backwards. They've got to advise you, the owner's manager, not to drink the acid out of your battery. So, 25 years ago,
3: life was simpler. I uh, <laughs> would do
5: that, uh, do that trick with the hazard lights, see if that's uh, the way to start troubleshooting the problem. Then,
1: Yeah, for sure. That's, that's where I would start. Look at the lights. And then that information will be good to pass on to the shop that if you ultimately have to take it in, you know, that will help them figure out what's going on. If you have some of that basic information to give to them, you know, when is it happening? How often does it happen? And how can you affect it? And, and, and again, if maybe the hazards and everything works perfectly fine right now, but next time you go in there and you want to make the turn, uh, and it's not working, turn your hazards on right then and there and see if they're working. That'd be a good bit of information for you. And if you, I see you're in Gilbert, if you're looking for a shop in Gilbert, H&I Automotive, uh, they had uh, technicians, uh, we talked about training at the beginning of, uh, at the beginning of the of the show and what we were doing and uh, Spencer and some of his technicians from H&I Automotive, came all the way from Central Phoenix and Gilbert to spend 10 hours of training or so on both Tuesdays and Thursday so uh, those guys are investing in their technicians are investing in technology and chains so that they can keep up and, and work on these advanced systems so if you're looking for a shop check them out in Gilbert H&I Automotive we're going to take a quick break and listen to Bumper to Bumper Radio we'll be right back
0: Hey, I'm Marcus with Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. And I'm Scott with Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. Together, we've teamed up to become the highest rated mobile automotive detailers in Arizona. Our mobile fleets provide you with award-winning professional detailing services conveniently done right at your home or office. Interior, exterior, basic wash to full detailing. There's even engine detailing and ceramic services available. Yep, we do it all. Check us out at PitStopDetailing.com or ShowcaseMobileDetailing.com today.
6: Hi, this is Kurt Rock for Kurtz Auto Repair. For over three decades now, our family's passion has been forging lasting relationships by delivering the highest quality auto repair for our customers with a perfect Better Business Bureau record.
7: And I'm Kathy Rock, Kurt's wife. When we say our family, we mean it. At Kurtz, you'll find our kids, relatives, and now even our grandkids are working on cars and taking care of our customers.
6: Gas or diesel, foreign or domestic, if your car hurts, take it to Kurtz.
4: Bunker to Bunker's charity golf tour is kicking off their summer swing at Verado Golf Club's Founders Course on Saturday, June 24th. Benefiting the Arnie's Army Charitable Foundation, Bunker to Bunker's two-person scramble is loaded with team competitions, a huge raffle, awards, breakfast, and even includes a coupon for a second round of golf, all for just $115. Come enjoy an unforgettable day of golf with your friends. This event is open to the public, but space is limited. So grab your partner and register today at BunkerGolf
1: Matt Allen here, the host of Bumper to Bumper Radio and your weekly call-in car show. We do our best to get you the answers you need and mostly hit the mark. Take a listen to Diane, who had a problem with her Porsche. Thank
7: you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love, love, love your show, and I love the entertainment. So along with being
2: the car guy,
1: I'm now an entertainer. Get me an agent. Tune in to Bumper to Bumper Radio, Saturdays at 11, and give us a call right here on KTAR 92.3, Arizona's news station.
4: Breaking news is always first. On
0: Arizona's news station, KTAR. KTAR. KTAR News, now. KTAR News time is 11.30. I'm Troy Barrett. The monsoon is here, at least according to the calendar start of the monsoon, which was set by the National Weather Service 15 years ago. ASU climatologist Dr. Randy Servany says until 2008, the kickoff of the monsoon was declared after three consecutive days with dew points above 55. And we're not even close to that right now. That's kind of a a key number because... A 55-degree dew point means you've got enough moisture
5: in the air that it can charge up thunderstorms.
0: Servany doesn't expect the valley to see rainfall for weeks. The monsoon, technically, calendar on the calendar, ends September 30th. Time to check
6: traffic now, live from the Valley Chevy Dealers Traffic Center, here's Tom Keeble. Thanks, Troy. The newest crash, southbound State Route 51 and McDowell Road. This one's pretty much off to the left, towards the HOV lane, but it is causing a little bit of slowing, a lot of slowing as you approach the mini-stack today. That's where one of the main road closures begins. Expect delays if you're headed eastbound on the Interstate 10, up to the mini-stack as well, all the way through the tunnel, about 5-10 extra minutes should help you get through that closure. Interstate 10 eastbound between the 51 and the US 60 and then extends past through the US 60 eastbound between the Interstate 10 and the Loop 101 Price Freeway. It should reopen Monday morning. We also have a surface street crash involving a bicycle Indian School Road and 28th Street in Phoenix. For traffic, Tom Keeble, KTAR News.
0: KTA, our weather for the valley, sunny, a little bit breezy today. 104, your forecast high today. Your Father's Day forecast, very hot. 108, the afternoon high. Next week, 103 on Juneteenth, and we'll keep it right there in the low 100s all next week. Right now, it's 94 in Gilbert. Weather's brought to you by Howard Air. I'm Troy Barrett on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. Well, the month of June is about feeding
2: Arizonans. The Gatos and Chad Show Food Bank Fridays. Text the word "food" to four one one nine two three and donate. Every time you do that, it helps a family or a person in need. One dollar gets five meals, and it's vitally important this time of year that we do all we can to help. So, text "food" to four one one nine two three to help now. Gatos and Chad show Food Bank Friday benefits St. Mary's Food Bank presented by the UPS store. Text the word food to 411923.
7: Message and data rates may apply.
1: Trust is so important, especially in times like these. At Virginia Auto Service, we've been the place you can trust for over 25 years. Hi, I'm Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy and owner of Virginia Auto Service. Rest assured, we've implemented all the necessary steps to keep you safe and sanitized. As we begin to move around a little more, take some stress out of your life by trusting your vehicle to Virginia Auto Service. We're in the heart of downtown Phoenix, 7th Street, just south of Thomas. Check us out on the web,
4: virginiaautoservice.com. Hi, this is Champ with Champs Family Automotive. We are a family-owned and operated full-service center for your automotive and diesel needs. Have you been searching for a trustworthy automotive and diesel repair shop? Well, come see us in Goodyear or Surprise. Import, domestic, or diesel. Yes, we take care of it all with state-of-the-art technology and technicians. Bumper-to-bumper radio approved. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. And yes, that's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com.
2: If your garage has become a breeding ground for bugs and pests, it's time to call A1 Garage Door service. Hi, Tommy Mello here. Replacing the bottom rubber on your garage door can have a huge impact on the number of bugs you see in your garage and in your home. As the weather starts to warm up, keep those creepy crawlers outside by calling A1 Garage for a service today. Cracked or worn out bottom rubbers and seals expose your garage door to bugs and other pests. A1 Garage service can replace old bottom rubber and seals in no time. And don't forget about all the moving parts of a garage door system. Wheels get old, cables fray, grease runs out, and tracks move, putting excessive wear and tear on your garage door system. Call today for our $129.99 tune-up special that includes a new bottom rubber. And remember, the garage door is the smile of your home. So don't wait. Call A1 Garage Door Service and you'll be smiling today.
3: A1Garage.com It's your car's favorite show Bumper to Bumper
1: Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy, here with you every single Saturday. And I'm going to do a little public service announcement here. I'm going to step in and do the car guy's traffic uh, alert because they talked about all this traffic. I heard it twice. They're talking about I-10. If you're anywhere in North Phoenix area around Scottsdale Road and Shea between 32nd Street and Shea, Shea Boulevard is a complete disaster right now from about 40th Street all the way down past or about 56th Street. So if you're heading that area and you're getting off to 51, do yourself a favor and go to Cactus. So that's the car guy's traffic alert today <laughs> and probably the only one that I'll ever do. Maybe, maybe not. But I experienced some traffic on Shea today. So maybe you want to stay away from Shea. So. Uh, We'll go with that. So bumper-to-bumper radio, every Saturday at 11, every day, 24-7 on the web. When you go there, you're going to find shops like Kurt's Auto Repair. You heard me mention them earlier, talking about that diesel truck. These guys are diesel enthusiasts. They're Jeeps enthusiasts. And they are the epitome of a family-owned shop. Everybody throws that around. I've seen people with 25 locations say family-owned well, yeah, some family owns it, <laughs> you know, but uh, when they say family owned, these guys are working there. There's three generations of of uh, the Rocks, Kurt Rock there at Kurt's Auto Repair, 22nd Avenue in Bell Area, right around there. So if you're looking for someone, diesel, I think they do some RV stuff, diesel, gas, whatever it is, imports domestic, Kurt's Auto Repair. So 602. That's the number. Give us a call. Don't be shy. If you like to text, you can do that at 411923. And uh, speaking of of the Ford trucks, I think we had Mike on the air a little bit ago burning a gallon of oil in every 100 miles. And the listeners have chimed in and I got a text message that says he needs to change the crankcase air filter on that diesel. We don't work on a lot of them. That's something you may want to try, Mike. Get that out. If the crank, and I did say something about the crankcase ventilation issue, so I, I could be close. And this gentleman, I'm assuming, that uh, sent this message in might have some experience with that. And he brings up a very good point. That is a lot of oil getting consumed. You know, it's obviously bad in multiple ways, but whoever sent that text message brings up a very good point. If you're ingesting that much oil... That engine is effectively an air pump is what it is. It's sucking in air, and then it's pushing it out the exhaust. It's an air pump. Well, if you're sucking in that oil, it's going to burn it. It's also pushing out the exhaust. You cannot compress a liquid. So if you suck in too much oil... You could hydro lock the engine. The piston's going to come up and want to go through the power stroke through top dead center. And if that engine has con- ingested a bunch of oil, you could potentially do some significant damage to your car. We see that sometimes a fuel injector will go bad. Diesel trucks, it happens. Diesel cars. We've got a Land Rover in the shop. The fuel injector is stuck wide open, blasting fuel into that, uh, right down to that combustion chamber flooding out, washing out the cylinder, also damage the cylinder wall. So, some of those things can be pretty serious. So, Mike, if you want to check that filter, if not, I would obviously suggest doing the most minimal amount of driving you can do until you can get that in. Save yourself potentially a little bit of a disaster. Got a couple text messages we'll get to in a minute. First, we've got some open phones. 602-277- 5827. And this is, Henry. let's see, we didn't get Henry earlier. Henry that's it's a different Mercedes. We've got an SLK 350 coming up. But first, got to get to Deidre 2008 Ford Mustang D- GT. Deidre, how can we help you?
8: I hope you can help me.
3: I hope so, too. Um,
8: so <laughs> I have a car that has exactly what you were speaking about at the opening of your program today. It's a Ford Mustang GT, and it has something going on with it where it thinks that the door is open uh-huh. or that the stereo keeps cycling and it drains the battery. And so we have to shut the battery off every single time we drive it.
1: Okay, so you have to disconnect the battery or it will kill the battery, right?
8: Yeah. Okay. T- yes, t- And I've, I have taken it so many places to get it diagnosed, and I have paid a a lot of money, and I have not come to an answer about it.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, so let let me get some clarification. So the the door does it is it safe to say when the door is closed, sometimes the interior light will stay on?
8: No, it's more like the door won't close because it has like a when the, for the alarm feature. It mm-hmm. like when you turn it off, it like closes hard, and um, it it thinks the door is open, which is probably the switch that you were talking about in the door?
1: Could be, yeah. Uh-huh.
8: And um, we've, we've tried to address it multiple times. And it, I've read about this problem online, too, and it seems to be kind of specific to this the years like 2007 to 2009.
3: Mm-hmm.
8: And it has something to do with the, the stereo, which is a, uh, I forgot the name of it, the boss stereo or something. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a wiring electronic problem. But it seems to be so far
1: unfixable. Okay. Well, okay. So, is I know, forget about what you read because there is some some stuff with the radio potential on that. Is there any symptoms from the radio? Is the radio staying on or not working or anything like that? Or did you just read something that lets you know that there's potentially the radio could be a
4: culprit? No. So when you
8: get in the car and you and it the batteries. On, so you can actually turn it on. Mm-hmm. The, the CD player like cycles through, mm-hmm. like it's doing something with the CD, but there's no CD in there, and um, so it always, it always, you can hear it moving, mm-hmm. which is not normal. Mm-hmm. And and then you know everything seems fine. The car drives great. It's it's a beast to drive. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. But then if you leave it, it'll always think that the door is open. And it will um, drain the battery. Will be drained
1: overnight. I mean. Now what? Now how do you get? um, You say that it thinks the door is open. What makes you think that the car thinks that the door is open?
8: Because when when uh, and normally when you close the door and it's it's tight, you know it knows it's closed. But at this time, you cannot close the door and the window is cracked open a little bit. The car won't let you close it all the way.
1: Okay, okay, hold on a second. Is this a convertible? No. Okay. What limits you from closing the door all the way? Is it just the latch doesn't latch or the window is up too far and you can't physically close the door
3: all the way?
8: That's a good question. Um. You're sitting in that like I sit in the passenger seat because my son usually drives. So you slam it shut, and it will it will uh, it will like pop open it's, like a quarter of an inch. Uh-huh. And the window will stay down like a half
1: an inch. Okay. When that's working right, I know a lot of BMWs are like this. That's why I asked if it's a convertible. Um, They have a very tight seal. So you go grab the door handle on a lot of cars and the window will roll down like a quarter inch so that it can come out of the door trim or the top trim. And then when you close it, it it goes up another, it goes back up a quarter inch. Is that how the car acts when it's acting normal? Do you have a recollection? Yes, yeah,
8: that's, that's how it's supposed to act. It's like when you close okay. the door that it rolls up the window and everything's
1: tight. Right. Okay. We're on to something. I think we have two different problems. We have, I okay. Think, I think the radio with the CD player changing, looking for a CD, that's probably separate, totally separate from from your uh, your light or your door issue. So probably okay. what I would be looking at is... And I'm not sure in the 2008, depending on what we get into with the computer, we can see whether or not that door latch is reading closed. One of the telltale signs is just, is the interior light on? If the interior light is on and the door's closed all the way, well, then we're probably thinking there's a micro switch inside the door latch itself. Sometimes on an older car, there was the button inside the door. When you close the door, the action of the door closing itself would close up that jam, the door jam, like pinching your finger, but it would push on the button and the door would physically close the switch. Well, I think on Mm -hmm. this Mustang, the door switch is actually part of the latch. So I think we've got to get that. Someone needs to get a hard look at that door latch and make sure the door can close. Once we can get the door closed, I bet that's going to solve those problems with the alarm not being set and what's happening the reason the window's down it's not if it's the working the way that we talked about uh and for everybody else's benefit when you grab that door handle that door goes up or the glass goes up inside of a piece of trim like a quarter of an inch you can't open the door if that's in there so that's why when you grab the handle the window comes down just a tad when you close it It goes right back up. So I'm putting my money on the little square on the craps table that says door lock switch. And that's what I'm going to look at there. I'd probably go for that first. Or I think for you, go unplug the radio fuse. Let's totally eliminate the radio from the equation altogether. And I understand that the, the CD player might be moving and doing things. If you can hear that happening, pull the fuse and get that to stop. Let's try that and focus on the door and see if we can get that going. I think that's going to be the, the process or the procedure. Uh, at least that's how I would go about attacking this and figuring it out. And, um, and then it's just, it's just time and, 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 and going in and figuring it out and following your gut. So, Deidre, I sure hope that helps. If you're looking for a shop, bumper bumperradiocom And we've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
6: The more things change, the more they stay the same. Hi, Kurt Rock here for Kurtz Auto Repair. Times and technology has changed, but at Kurtz, we're still the same family-owned and operated business that has enabled us to earn a perfect Better Business Bureau record for over 30 years. Our master technicians are experts in everything automotive, foreign and domestic, gas and diesel. Come experience quality and service that time has not changed. Check us out online at mycarhurts.com. If your car hurts, take it to Kurtz.
7: Hi, this is Kelly. After my husband and I moved to Arizona, we were looking for an honest, trustworthy repair shop. We happened to meet Spencer Desay, owner of H&I Automotive, and we were quickly impressed with him personally as well as how he ran his business. Spencer has trained his highly skilled staff to focus on giving their customers friendly and honest service as their top priority. We always know in advance what the repair is and why with a fully supported digital diagnostic estimate. They're transparent, they communicate, and they stand behind their work. As a woman, I feel respected. I'm not a mechanic and I always feel confident with their communications and their work. 13 years later and we've never been disappointed. After all this time, we're still being greeted by the same friendly employees, which speaks highly of the type of business Spencer has built. Check out all of their five-star reviews for yourself online. H stands for honesty and I stands for integrity. You feel it every time you visit them.
0: What's the best used car to buy? And how should I make sure I'm buying the right car or truck? Hi, this is Lee Weatherby from Accurate Automotive. I get this question all the time, and sometimes the best used car you can buy is the one you're driving. But when it's not, or you're looking for new, gently used vehicle for yourself or a loved one, make sure you get a vehicle inspection before you fork over your hard-earned cash. Let us do a thorough inspection so you can be confident you made the right choice. Give us a call or schedule an appointment online at AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com. Accurate Automotive. Friends serving friends.
1: to bumper to bumper radio i'm your host matt allen and we are here to wrap this baby up we got about uh almost exactly 10 minutes left carrie so got a couple calls we've got henry we got barry we got harriet and tucson real quick uh 2016 jeep patriot this is a text message the will not start every time the starter the battery and the alternator have all been replaced and checked and are good or not replaced they've been been tested and are good and check out fine has done it with both of our keys. Well, those Jeeps on the Dodge products have a wireless ignition-noid or node, they call them. And it's just a little – the ignition switch is just a little box there. It's a little computer. It's not like your – like you might picture an old key with all the the cuts and you know the thing mechanically working it's all solid state device in there and those fail quite a bit so someone's got to catch it in the act and again that's where we're going to hook up our lab scope or a computer and we're going to want to see the signal coming from that switch down to the other module again that that ignition switch it's less of a switch and more of its own little microprocessor and when you turn that key, it should send a signal down to another module that's going to interpret that signal and then tell the starter, hey, starter, here's some voltage. We're going to fire you up and you're going to start the car. And that's not happening. So I'm going I'm to suggest that that could be what it is, but you need To get a diagnosis so you're not just throwing parts at the car and and wasting money. So we're going to get to Henry right away here. Been on hold hold for a while. Henry, how are we doing today with your SLK? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm going to make this really quick. I've got an 06 SLK 350 with the most
5: unusual problem. When I get to 100 miles an hour and don't, you know, say my name on the air, my last name. Anyway, when I get to 100 miles an hour, I get a sign that says winter tire speed limit and it won't let me go over a 100. Now, this is a regular SLK 350, not an AMG. There is no settings in the diagnostic or anything like that that I can change to get rid of this, and I've gone online, and I've been to every Mercedes dealership in the Valley. Nobody's heard of it.
1: Um, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. I haven't heard that either. I do know that some cars have a snow mode, and and um, you put it in the snow mode or winter mode, and it doesn't start off in first gear. It starts in second gear, a little less power to make it slip. But I could see that happening. And for everybody else's benefit, what's happening is the snow tires are not going to be rated for a higher speed like the like the standard tires the all-season tires that came on the car. In some environments, you know, Germany or wherever, the mid-northwest or wherever, people do put snow tires on. So I would think, I'd get the owner's manual out and study the owner's manual. There's got to be a setting somewhere in the car that you've pushed a button or you've done something. The computer has to believe that there's snow tires on the car. And it's not smart enough to have any kind of optics or anything to read and look at the tires, so it's got to be an input done by, I would imagine, the driver. I, I cannot imagine that Mercedes would make something like that that is not a consumer-controlled input because people put snow tires on, and, and that's why it's limiting the speed. I will tell you, you shouldn't be going 100 miles an hour on the public roads anyway, So, but you already know that. So um, get your owner's man out, do some studying, and I'll bet you'll find it in there. So thanks for the call, Henry. Barry in Glendale, 2004 Nissan Xterra. Barry, how can we help you?
9: Yeah, Uh I just put uh, new uh, injectors in the wife's Xterra, mm-hmm. and uh, now it won't start. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. want okay. uh, to give you a little background on me. Uh, I used to bust wrenches back in the day, but I got out of business back around uh, about 85. Yeah. But I worked on cars for about 25 so years. So this
1: is a V6 uh, Xterra, I'm assuming? Right. And why did we replace the fuel injectors?
9: We thought they were going bad. Uh, uh, let me tell you more about the car. My wife uh, hardly ever drives this thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thought maybe the gas had gone bad and clogged the injectors. And she took it around to a couple guys. And uh, they told her, uh, yeah, you need injectors and mm-hmm. this that, and the other. And uh, I put my scanner on it. And uh, it said that uh, uh, it was getting, like, uh, multiple misfires and excess of knocking.
3: Mm-hmm.
9: Well, I actually got under the hood. I found out uh, one of the plug wires was disconnected. I should have stopped there. But my wife had already ordered the parts, and uh, she'd been waiting for about a year or so for uh, somebody, somebody to fix it.
1: Right. Well, so now it doesn't run, so it's clearly, I mean, obviously it ran when you pulled it in, and it doesn't start now, so you've got to retrace your steps. Um, on that car, the distributor's right in the front. I don't think you have to remove the distributor. You definitely had to take the air intake plenum off of there um, to get to the to half of those fuel injectors, so... You know, you're just gonna have to retrace your steps. I guess you, if you have the right equipment, you could check it for spark and see if the if you have a spark from the from the spark plug. You've got to have air, you got to have spark, and you've got to have fuel, and it all has to work at, at the appropriate time to make the engine run. So, um, you know, you as you know, if you've been a mechanic at some point in your life, you just got to go back and double check the different all the areas that you've disconnected some wires or something like that. Hopefully, they didn't get anything pinched. You know, those Nissans, they get what we call like the green death. The, the connectors get a lot of corrosion on them at times. You could have disrupted something there. You've got a scan tool. You could plug it in and crank the engine. See if the tachometer is moving or if you get an RPM signal. If you do, at least that tells you that the com- distributor is communicating with the computer. But, uh, Barry, it's, it's, it's self-inflicted, so you're just going to have to go in there and... Uh, and figure it out. That's the best I can tell you. So, Harriet in Tucson. Let me get to that button there. Harriet's got a 1999 Buick Century. How can we help you today? All the way
10: to Yeah, I, my car sat for a long time uh, after my husband died, so nobody drove it. Anyway, it needed a lot of work. I have a great mechanic here, and he... He put about $5,000 into the car. It looks beautiful. It's great. Uh The only thing, and he changed all the tires because I need new tires and hoses and stuff. And it's great. The little low tire light comes on, and he says the computer has to be reset because it sat so long. And I want to know, is that a big job to reset the computer and about how much does that run?
1: And, and And that is all for the tire warning light. Is that correct?
10: It says low tire, but the tires aren't low because he just put brand new tires on them, right? And and filled it up with air. And the car is gorgeous. It looks like it just came off the showroom floor. He, he steam cleaned the engine. He he did uh, a lot of work on it.
1: And this is a two thousand. I mean a nineteen
10: ninety nine Buick. Yeah, but okay. it's great. It's it's Okay. Well, you know,
1: gosh, I didn't think they were using tire pressure sensors that long ago. Um, When you say reset the computer, that's pretty vague. I mean... You know, there's no, like,
10: control-alt-delete, so to speak, like on your desktop computer. So you oh, you can't, like, delete it. And how do you – well, what do you do with the computer in the
1: well, thing? Well, he ought to have a tool that would go in there, and we can go in and scan the codes and reset them. So – but that doesn't happen just because the car was sitting. I think he needs to do a little bit more investigation. Remember, the computer doesn't get out and test the tire pressures. There's a tire pressure sensor that tells the computer the tire's And then the computer has to interpret that and either leave the light off or turn the light on. So somebody needs to get in there, do a little bit more checking. It's not necessarily hard to do, but it's is that going to fix it? And sometimes that's a pretty early system before most that was very mandated or popular on the cards. So yeah, he's just gonna have to get it, get it back in and get a look at it. That's the best I can help you with, Harriet, and I I hope that helps. well, we're going to wrap things up here. I want to take a minute and talk to you about Saving Amy. Uh, saving Amy is a charity that uh, that we work with, and I'm going to just read you Saving Amy's mission statement or what they do. It says, "Saving Amy encompasses a holistic approach to in the cycle of homelessness by transforming lives through mentoring." teaching life skills, educational advancement, and financial stability through employment. Through love and compassion, we provide support a supportive community for families as they leave the homeless shelter back into society, creating community, transforming lives, and resolving homelessness, saving Amy is uh, in a contest that's being hosted by Foothills Magazine. The winner of the of the local nonprofit charity that wins, and they win by you going out and voting. They can win a hundred thousand dollars. They're up against some behemoth charities in the valley. They're running up against um, uh, Goodwill. They're running up against Phoenix Children's Hospital. So, listeners, please do me a favor: go find a bump or go find Saving Amy on the Foothills Magazine website and vote for them to win. We need them to win that $100,000 that will help a lot of people in your community. Saving Amy, find them and vote every day. Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you next Saturday.